a great way of do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Being on a waiting list for something like that is is really. I bad. mean, if you're on a waiting list, it's probably more than likely you need to be seen pretty pretty quick. I mean, the fact that you've raised the issue, you need exactly. to be getting seen to pretty and soon. Like, how long like, do you wait? Like. A week? Exactly. Like, I mean, like when you time. when you have a broken arm, I mean, I know you wait in a, a for like maybe seventeen hours but you on still a bad You still get seen to in get that day. To. In this case, I was reading it's there was over four hundred adolescents and children that needed counselling, and they had been on a waiting list for over two and a half months. That's incredible. That's just terrible. It really is. Is that maybe a case though? Say in universities, like even if you go down to the medical centre, you're still you're still wait. You're, a lot of times you go down, you're not going to be seen that day unless you're getting in very early in the morning, is it a case of just university being shafted? Because uh, like, I'm sure you can pay private fees to go cancelling as well. Counseling. Uh, it's treated differently, though. Mental health will always be treated differently. Always, to, yeah. To no, there's definitely like, still, like, even... A, like, they're obviously doing many great things to reduce the stigma behind it, but, like, you wouldn't... You wouldn't really be as open about it, you know, I kind of way. No, I mean, like, not. there's one thing going down to the doctors because, oh, you can say... That could be anything, do you know, I kind of way. That could be an ingrown toenail of Veruca or anything. But, yeah. like... If you're going to the counselling service, like I mean, again, the Henry Grattan, a different section of the whole, it's completely separate to the the medical centre. People see you tipping in there, there's a bit more stigma attached to it. You know what kind of way? You don't mm. want to be queuing up there at half eight in the morning, let people know, oh, he's trying to get, he's trying to get in there because it's obviously you know in a bad way mentally. You know what kind yeah. of way? No one wants to be admitting to that. It's not like the money isn't there. I mean, Brian, a great point he made in, in his article. Uh, the, the total departmental budget uh, of the health, or sorry, the yeah, the health uh, department. It's fourteen point six billion euro. I mean, like, that's that's, a, that's, there's money there. Like, there's definitely money there. And I you mean, see, like, politicians. I mean, they're gonna set to uh, receive five grand. Five grand pay increase. Pay increase. Like, yeah, like that's. I mean, where does the equation like balance there? People yeah. are vulnerable people that they're losing funding and like they're, you know what I mean? It just doesn't add up for me. Just going back to that, do you think Simon Harris now as well? I think he's a. In a way, he's a poster boy for for young people. He's he's thirty years yeah. old, yeah, and he has been kind of open about mental health in the past. But do you think it's a case of his arms are tied behind his back? I mean, he got earlier in the year there's meant to be a twelve million euro cut, uh, which he got reversed, but now it's been cut again. Do you think it's just it's out of his reach, or it must be because he seems to be very like I mean he did get up at EP and he was trying to defend a lot about mental health. And like he seems to be very much behind that. And then again, when the twelve million was set to be cut, he did fight pretty sternly to try and get that, you know, reversed. And then everyone thought, oh, as well, okay, the thirty-five million is still going ahead. And then, like, what two weeks after the budget's announced, they're all of a sudden doing a complete U-turn, taking twenty million off him. I mean, it makes him look terrible. It does. I was just gonna say, like, he, yeah. he he's getting absolutely just thrown under the bus here. I don't feel like it's. I feel like definitely there's higher powers letting him know what's what's going to happen here like he doesn't have as much control as maybe we like to to assume he does but yeah I suppose he doesn't have as much his hands are probably tied in this situation I know you'd agree with that I certainly would I mean as I said he's kind of he is the face that's kind of he, he's like the, the the face that kind of of the of the, the problem even though he might not be the heart of the yeah, problem exactly. he's not quite the face he runs the place. no he's not quite but um no, he might, like, you kind of would, in a sense, feel bad for him because, as Paul did say, he has kind of been campaigning for stuff like this. But um, at the moment, it's it doesn't make him look... It does, it's not portraying him in the best light, these these, these new figures. And going back to what you mentioned earlier, Oshin, 14.6 billion is put yeah. into health. Where would you take money away from yeah you see that's that's the real I mean that's the big question like it's so where can you cut you you can't cut like yeah 
And I mean, Paul, you have your line about sheep are, uh, you know, it's 52 million. Just the line from Wicklow, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, sheep are getting funded 52 million. But when you when, when you talk about health, that, that man has 14.6 billion, you I, know, to, I, to spend. It does. I mean, maybe in, in the kind of bigger picture, when you have to allocate it all to serve so many different kind of resources, it's not as big a figure. It's not as, as big a figure as you like to think. I mean, yeah. once yeah. you hear in the billions, you're kind of, wow. Wow, that must we're, be a lot. Sorted, but like, no, I suppose... It does have to be spread over a number exactly. of different like uh, sectors, but what was I seeing? I read that um, currently now that they've cut how much mental health is going to be spent on, it's as low as one point three percent of the budget, the totality of the budget. Yeah. So uh, they want it obviously. Why they want the U turn back, and even if they do get the U turn back, it'll be as it won't even be two percent of the budget will be spent on mental health, which a lot yeah. of the students are like calling out for. But is two percent still a reasonable amount for an entire budget? You know, if you think about two percent is going towards mental health, two percent going to this, two percent going to that. You know what? They were okay about being two percent. I mean, it's not even. It wasn't even two percent. Yeah, it's one point eight percent. But like exactly. now, it's going to be as low as one point two or one point one percent, which is still incredibly low. And especially seems that there have been so many campaigns, and there's going to definitely be. I promise you, there will be another protest in the streets, definitely yeah. in the coming weeks, especially over this. So yeah. But there was an extra four hundred ninety-seven. Four hundred ninety-seven million euro put towards healthcare uh, in this budget. Why do you think that mental health was neglected? I suppose it's still the stigma. I mean, it's kind of like it's going back to the well too many times, but it's true. Like, how, how many times can this kind of be? Like, it, it's just it's just beating at the same drum over and over yeah. again. Like, it, you get sick of kind of talking yeah, of about course, it. Of course, yeah. Well, it's like Dar, as you were saying, it's kind of like how much is enough for mental health, especially since I was. There's, sorry to cut across, but there's kind of no no precedent there. No one knows how much works. Exactly. You know I mean? Yes. Like, you know, it's kind of like it's subjective. It depends on the person. Exactly. Well. You know, kind of like wanting, like I mean, medicine might work for another person. Counseling might work for another. You know, and like long term counseling is obviously going to cost you a bomb more than like medicine. Yeah. Say, you know. So I don't know. I it's, really don't. Yeah. It's it is kind it's of a hard one to call. Subjective kind of. Yeah. To finish off Breen's great piece, he said, and I'll quote him: "The Republic may not be physically strong yet, but the worst days of recession are long behind us." The election too is in the past, meaning there's no strong political reason to avoid rocking the boat. What did you make of that? I think that's a very good statement in fairness. Yeah. I mean, like, tr- truth be told, you can definitely see that the recession is a long way behind us. And, yeah, I don't see... Like, Enda Kenny is a very, very, very conservative man, I've happened to notice. Even there today, they've taken the stance where they're not going to push for a referendum on the abortion, on the on repealing the eight. And, I mean, that just rings true for the mental health. They have done not enough for it, I think. Especially now, this just looks atrociously bad that they've gone and they've taken... They've cut it more, more than by half, isn't it? Well, like, yeah, 20 million from 35, obviously more than half. Yeah, it's... Yeah. So it's just... Yeah, it's just... It, I don't... I wouldn't see... If there was a... In the next general election, I wouldn't see Andy Kenny getting back in. Definitely not. Is he playing his cards right in the fact that young people don't tend to vote? Or... It's risky. Yeah, it's risky oh, it's enough. No, in fairness, it's not a great uh, election. I mean, of. like mental health isn't just for young people. I know we're the yeah, biggest advocates about it, but it's like, very true. It needs to be opened up for like. I mean, more more older people aren't going to talk about it as much, but I feel like definitely the, the, there's more people out there that are going to like obviously see this and be like disgusted with it. Hopefully, like, that's uh, what we want. As as in Breen's uh, Breen's piece, right? Suicides in the country is higher than the rate of road bets, which is. <laughs> Like that's not all just that's, not yeah. just uh, all the, young people. And the highest cause of death between 
it's 18 to 24 yeah 70 and 75 percent of the mental distress emerging before the age of 25 so i mean it's a lot of young people but it's not just all so on that note then gentlemen we'll leave it at that and after the break we're going to discuss black mirror So lads, on Friday, the third season of the critically acclaimed British TV series Black Mirror was released on Netflix. Um, it's a show written by Charlie, Brook, Charlie Brooker. Excuse me. Uh, and today we're going to talk a little bit about the first episode of the series, which is entitled Nosedive, and it was written by Parks and Recreation creator Michael Schur. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the, not so much kind of the episode itself, more so the kind of uh, the, the topic of the episode, if you will. Um, in this episode, of, it was the first episode of the third season, uh, augmented reality and a single ubiquitous social media platform that users rate all their online and in-person interactions on a five-star scale. So lads, kick it straight off. Is this kind of five-star kind of rating people as they see them, is it a bit of a kind of far-fetched idea or is it something that we're going to see uh, maybe perhaps in the not-so-distant future and how kind of social power will have a dramatic impact on like things like, I don't know, applying for mortgages, stuff like that. What do you think? You know what, Oshin? I think that we're not as far away from this as we'd like to believe that we are. Uh, Black Mirror really likes to strike a chord with, with people so that when they're watching, they realise this in some ways it has affected me already. And unknown to you it has affected you already um if you're applying for a job you better believe that your possible future employer has already looked yeah. at what you've been putting up on your facebook on your twitter they're gonna if you're currently working and i know a lot of places uh, have social media policies on what you can and can't post online and this sort of thing about we like to present this perfect image of ourselves online for the world to see employers like that as well people around us like that as well you're gonna employers aren't gonna hire someone who's holding a picture or who's gonna holding a can of Dutch gold and a blunt yeah, it's in true. a blunt. You know? But there's privacy sections just privacy settings for that. There is, but a lot you of know, people don't you know, a lot of people don't have their have their Facebook. Okay, there's pro- a lot of silly people out there, I'll agree with you that, but I definitely feel like that Black Mirror episode uh, just just from watching it, it was a very kind of watered down 1984 George Orwellian kind of it was trying to scare you Twilight zone yeah it was I mean I don't think there will ever come the day that will actually like be like I mean you can obviously like people's photos like people's like comments and, and all their stars and stuff like that but like liking your everyday interactions with the man you buy coffee off of, I thought that was a bit far-fetched yeah. now I did agree with that being far-fetched well so. it's a far-fetched uh, show but the point is that we're not a million miles away from from this dangerous territory certainly not um, The Independent actually released an article and it is uh, about China they are uh, looking to bring in a kind of data censorship kind of uh, idea well, very, that wouldn't be like them yes it's <laughs> very very similar to what we're seeing in um, in Black Mirror it's kind of rating everything you pretty much do and everyone has a kind of five star rating um, like in, in, in their everyday lives so perhaps it's not kind of as far away as we think it is I don't think it is and going back to what Paul was saying about privacy settings we're not it's not a case of your Facebook being on private or not it's the fact that mm. there's there's a platform there that people are looking at you're, you're putting up on 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 Facebook on Twitter who you are 
yeah. to either your friends or to your employers and there's going to be people seeing who you think that you want everyone else to see who you are and whether you, you're friends with your boss that's what you want you want your boss to see that you're this person you want your friends to see that you're this person you want to you're only putting up the best picture in the nightclub where you're not where you're not gargled off your face you're still respectable uh, you want to put up your achievements like uh, not to self-promote myself but at the weekend I don't the only things I put up on Facebook really is the podcast I do in DCU uh, and I put up a picture of me I completed a marathon at the weekend so, pe- so people here he goes yeah, <laughs> people are seeing me as this you know fit guy who's doing a lot of productive like productive stuff on radio and it's printing that the ideal human yeah. being exactly and that's the, that's the perfect image of himself and uh, it's only and are you not the ideal human yeah. I, I wish I was Paul um, can you divulge? <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish I was a, uh, my fa- my actual me was as good as my Facebook me. Um, but but that, that's the problem, though, is it not? But isn't but like you, you hear from like even uh you, like you'd hear from boys or girls walking down the corridor in DCU talking about how they're going to phrase the status, what caption they're going to put true. up that on is the actually picture. True. Very true. And Instagram that, is a, a bad yeah. one for that. And, and that true. was that was in Black Mirror. Uh, episode one in Nosedive where, where the main character was looking at what she wanted to put in uh, as her photo and then the other the, the sub character was saying what numbers she wanted if she had this person yeah. as her bridesmaid yeah. so like people are, are beginning to get more obsessed with what they're putting up on social media so people view them in a certain way no, that's true I also saw something very interesting as well it's uh, an elite version of Tinder where it's not exactly the, you do get a rating but it has to be based on how much you earn and what your job oh, wow. is. Yeah. You have to be earning over $100,000, it's an American thing, a year, to even get on the waiting list. No fear of yeah. us getting on that. Uh, anyway. yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see how the podcast goes. We'll see how the yeah. podcast goes. Yeah, but we saw kind of an episode that Lacey, uh, her kind of, like her facade, just uh, as the episode goes on, it kind of breaks down and it becomes worse and worse. And she kind of nosedives. Yeah. Oh, well, hey. plot twist. But, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it kind of like, we could kind of tie this into our, our mental health talk ish, you know what I mean? Because it's putting on that mask every that, day, yeah. yeah, every day, and like as the mask kind of fades away, she goes downhill and downhill more. Mm. Is that something you'd kind of you'd worry about if something like this was to kind of become more prominent? The kind of like how the, the, the behind the mask would drop, and the mask itself would kind of elevate. What do you think? What would you think of that kind of concept? Yeah, and going back to what you said about mental health, like, let's be honest here, how many people bar people who are really advocating for mental health that feel strongly about it, put up, oh, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling Yeah, it's that. true. Everyone would just see you as a complete attention seeker and exactly. you'd be like, if there was the Black Mirror thing, you would be downvoted straight yeah, away. Yeah, your rating would be, would be like, plummeting. It's like basically, the Black Mirror dies. A little bit. A little bit. Except kinda. it's more anonymous, anonymous so you yeah. can get away with rating yeah. people out. Or Ask FM, remember that? Yeah. Oh, that God. was quite a couple of suicides over that. Yeah, that fairness. was quite a bad uh, quite a bad thing, all right. But you, do, I mean. you don't put up your bad memories on Facebook or on Twitter. You're, yeah. putting, up, you're putting up the photo of you having fun with no, your No, but it's kind of like a photo album, too. You wouldn't exactly yeah. put together a photo album of the shittest time you had out of the year. You wouldn't have a good photo album. You're like, ah, there's the crack, there's a confirmation there's a couple of nights we went out there's a 21st and then like I don't know like your granddad dying or something like that you wouldn't have a separate photo album for that you know yeah. like you're never going to put up the terrible stuff you don't want people to see you being in terrible form so yeah but yeah but as Ushin said it, it's a mask in one way you're you're one person to everyone else and then another person off of yeah. off of social media mm, and then how do you kind of 
like how do you keep separating the two I mean it's it's very it's a kind of a heavy concept to kind of think about yeah but that's the thing it wasn't a concept a few years ago when there was no social yeah, media it's, exactly, it's, yeah. it very much is a concept and that hasn't as, as I said has no precedent like there's nothing yeah but that's what Black Mirror was getting at we're, we're in this albeit we'll probably never get to this actual point because there's so many different factors there's Facebook there's yeah. Twitter there's different stuff that you're involved in that will never be monopolized really yeah, 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 you're never yeah. going to be monopolized uh, so we're never going to quite get to that point. But the thing is, there is a, you're, we're not that far away from actually being disobsessed with social media. Mm. And there's constant validation from social media. That that's has to be damaging. Like it has to kind of, it has to take its toll after a while. I, think. I mean, yeah, I mean, Black Mirror kind of really emphasized that, that she was only all about exactly. the whole rating. And I see, like, there's a lot of people out there, like I... I knew a girl from home, and she's um she's a fitness blogger now, or, or something like that, and she'd always, she'd always put up like a, a a new picture on Instagram or something like that, and if it didn't get equal or more likes than the last picture she put up, she was she was like beating herself up over. She was wondering what have I done wrong? Have I, yeah, yeah, and she was a bodybuilder kind of thing. She was like, am I getting fat again? And I was just feeding into like a very very bad mental thought. And we, you know? we and maybe even on a lesser scale, we do know people who like value how comedic they are by the amount of likes they get on Facebook, value completely how good looking they are by the amount of likes they get on Facebook. Yeah. And that's like you is would, that, is that even re- even you or I now, like say if you threw up a profile picture, God, I don't know, say two, 30, 40 likes and then like the next one you show up when you got twenty five, you you think You think what have I done wrong? Yeah. Kind have of. I have I have I really gone downhill in the last two two months since I've opened a new one? Mm. Um there was a few it kind of blew up a bit on Twitter actually this episode. Uh, we had a lot of ironically on social media. Uh, ironically yeah. on so that's yeah, that's kind of pretty much what I'm gonna get at. I mean, we had a lot of tweets. We had this one here from uh, at the Red Viper. Nosedive was so nervy and disconcerting, so sterile and soulless, horrifying thought that it's a lot closer than you think. And we had this one from the Wild Seed. Uh, this is classism personified through social media. So I think that's kind of what people are kind of kind of thinking about this episode. But it's certainly getting a lot of people talking, and. I mean, that's kind of what a, what a show needs to do. Yeah, that's what the point of the show yeah. is, to drive yeah. home the message. And to go back to your very original question, the, me- the message of this was how we're, n- we're, n- we're not a million miles away from being completely obsessive over social media as much as we think we are. Yeah. So that was our chat about Black Mirror. And after the break, we'll be back with some sports. And here's Pedro to give Chelsea a flying start. Just over 30 seconds. Welcome back to Shooting Straight. Um, there was a big talking point at the weekend where Chelsea and Man United faced off at Stamford Bridge with the return of Jose Mourinho to Stamford Bridge, except he was managing Man United. Uh, Chelsea picked up a 4-0 victory against uh, Man United. Goals from Pedro, Cahill, Hazard and Kante. Uh, but was this a case of Chelsea's dominance or Manchester United just not being at the races? Boys, what do we think? I think it was a bit of both, in fairness. I think Chelsea looked really strong. Mm. Um, the 3-5-2 a really good balanced formation they've picked up some good victories on that beat Hull beat Leicester 
now beat Man United, but you certainly have to look at United's. They, I mean, they were they were shockingly poor. The, the, the midfield and the defense like were a joke. Um, I think Who all midfield that you don't. Oh, I think the Herrera. No, actually, I think Herrera. Actually, sorry, I take that back. Herrera, I think, was probably one of the better players. I think Pogba certainly was very very poor. I think we'll get to him. Yeah, we'll get to Pogba. I think Mourinho's tactics. I think I don't think Lingard and Rashford played badly, mm. but they were just so kind of they were. Like nearly playing as fullbacks up against Moses and um, Moses and Alonso on the wings uh, as as the wingbacks, like so. Uh, I think they didn't cover themselves in much glory. Fellaini obviously didn't because he never does. Nope. Um, and in terms of defense, Smalling and Blind had Blind had one of the worst games I can remember a defender having. It's I'll, I'll leave it at that. There. I find it hard to gauge how well Chelsea played in this match they won 4-0 they did all they could do for you to say Chelsea are playing well after backing up a couple of good wins but the story of this match really was how poor mm. United mm-hmm. were yep. um, Oshin really kind of touched upon everything that I was going to get to there uh, they were effectively playing six against the back. I saw a tweet saying uh, I'm not fully convinced by Marcus Rashford as a left back Um <laughs> Chelsea literally were playing one twos, and you'd swear the ba- the basic concept if you're defending a one two is to track the runner. Just didn't. And uh, they was playing six at the back. There was no like no awareness of who was supposed to do what. You you, you said Smalling and Blind. The communication between the two was uh, dire. Atrocious. It was dire, and I don't know if this this team is obviously in transition in the fact that. They, they were playing 3-5-2 last year under Louis van Gaal and Mourinho says we are unlearning the well, 3-5-2 yeah. because the way Mourinho plays is he plays the ball down the wings so there's no there's which the ironic thing is by playing it down the wings there's little chance of losing the ball in dangerous territories and then they go and concede four goals Yeah, that's a lot of adjustment Okay, just to, just to chime in there. Uh, did Mourinho's game plan go out to a window after Chelsea's first goal and if so should Mourinho have had a backup plan for it? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely should have had a backup plan for it. Like, yeah, I'm. I mean, I can, I can get behind him sticking with the game plan after goal one. It's thirty seconds in, and he, they're probably thinking we can. Sneak yeah, it okay, in. okay, lucky, lucky strike. Okay, yeah, yeah, enough, yeah, and they can stick to that. But when the second goal came, and if we get to the second goal, the so the first goal came from from kick off a defensive error. Thirty-seven Blinn, seconds. Small, 37 yeah, thirty-seven seconds. Fair enough. Bad mistake. Okay, we move on. The second, the second, yeah, Oshin, sure, the, the eyes of the heaven, you know, it if, happened. If Blin just knew how to, like, stand in a Play line, stand in, stand in a line, that would, you know what I mean, the basic rules of defending when you get to, like, about 12 years of age, you learned offside or, like, just, if there's a defender ahead of you, step back, because you know the whole line is there, like, joint, go with the line, but no, Blind decided yeah. not to, anyway. It was, it was, a, it was a mistake anyway, so, yeah. for, for all intents and purposes. We let we, it slide. We, yeah, we let it slide. But then what happens for the second goal is right before the second goal, there's a corner where Hazard just gets on the end of it, completely no space whatsoever. Mm. And then he should he have converted it? Maybe, maybe shouldn't have. Anyway, it's a decent run by him and just puts it wide right. Couple of minutes afterwards, pretty much the exact same corner. Ball goes through two Man United uh, defenders. It, it's literally a sea of red as the ball in a poor corner comes <laughs> through. Touches off them and then it just falls to Cahill and he puts he it in. Puts it in. So after that, United just 
didn't know they just seemed to go through the motions and Chelsea were able to just pick them apart yeah so I do think Mourinho's game plan went pretty much out the window it did go out the window okay perfect yeah. come here with me we may talk about the 90 million euro elephant in the room oh yeah Pogba so Pogba he looked poor in the box to box midfield role and did do much better in sitting deeper is it time for Mourinho to maybe make a statement and drop him see yes and no because like uh, who who comes in Carrick Carrick and Herrera, that's very conservative. Carrick not retired, he must be <laughs> My God. That's a very conservative kind of midfield too. I just don't understand the signing of Paul Pogba. And this is why. Because Paul Pogba is a great player. When he when he gets on the ball, even against Manchester City when they lost 2-1, when he got on the ball, he actually played. When he's on the ball, he plays good football. Yeah. He's a serious athlete. Like, he's got pace. Yeah, and he's and you're, never, you're never giving out about what Paul Pogba is doing. You give out about what Fellaini does. You're giving out about the central. Paul Pogba has just gone anonymous. And that's the exact same reason I was getting at. The way Mourinho plays is he plays the ball from the full-backs to play it up along if there's any wingers that maybe want to make a move or predominantly knock it along to Ibrahimovic. There is nothing Paul Pogba can do if he's running up and down the middle of the pitch, but there's no ball coming in there. So I'm wondering, why is he buying this midfielder for 90 million when he has absolutely no use for him? It's not a bad point. And like if you look at something like Eddie Howe, he says that he only will play by a player if he has a specific purpose for them. Mourinho obviously has a completely wrong idea. I can get behind the Ibrahimovic signing. Yes, definitely. Big, tall lad. They're lumping long yeah. But what is the point of Paul Pogba if you're not going to use him? Well, everyone said Pogba's kind of the, the midfielder that everyone looks at as, as your 21st century midfielder. But a lot of the time, he just does things. You know what I mean? Like You'll see him like flick a little ball over the top. And, oh, that was, a, that, was a, that was a lovely ball over the top. But like you won't see him tracking a runner two yards you know what I mean you won't see him doing the simple kind of not the, the kind of dirty work in the midfield like well, I think he's the complete opposite to any first century midfielder no I think that but like that's kind of, you look at athletes like that's what that's what players like managers want you're kind of like you're big strong yeah. run the pitch kind of athletes but mm. but like Pogba doesn't he doesn't have kind of I don't know I just there's something missing in him I think I, I, I was reading a column a few weeks back by Ken Early of the Irish Times and uh he he was saying that like Paul Pogba, uh, he he grabbed. I don't have to quote with me at the moment. Basically, Paul Pogba was saying how he could do everything. He could defend. He could attack. But in the modern game, the midfielder is now broken into two bands. So Man United lined out with two holding midfielders, and then they played the number ten and the two, uh, not so much wing left and right midfielder rather than wingers. Yeah. So your midfield is broken into two bands. And the way that they want Pogba is to play box to box, which makes no, no sense yeah, in the modern uh, game anymore. No. Yeah, like yeah, that's, it is true. All right, sure. Come here. We'll take a look at uh, Chelsea's tactics. There, uh, their Chelsea are looking much more comfortable playing three at the back in the three-five-two formation. Is this the way forward for Chelsea? And does this make them serious title contenders? Do we think? I think it's yeah, the way forward for Chelsea definitely. Um, you can't argue with the record so far. No, three win whole Leicester. I mean. Okay, Hull, not so great. And in, in terms of Leicester, again, not a fantastic yeah. victory. But I think it's, I mean, they beat them well, didn't concede. And that's, this is, I mean... 4 nil against Man U. You yeah. Can't, yeah. You can't really ask can't for really. any more, can you? And when Conte first came in, it was kind of like, everyone kind of thought he'd go with this 3-5-2. But it was almost like he kind of wanted to, to mould around the players that he had instead of making the players that he had mould around him. Which I think is what he's doing now, which I think is a much better strategy. Mm, definitely. Because if he comes in and asserts that this is three five two, this is the way we're going to play, this is your job, 
they'll be drilled into the players in in no time. And now I think they're in good flow, three games on the spin in three five two. I think Chelsea are serious talking contenders now. I think I think it's again it's hard to gauge. It's it's three three wins against but, but, three three teams. But I think it's it's the manner of the victory. Yeah. They look so balanced and comfortable. I mean I was the Leicester game I watched they were never in doubt in that one. United I mean if you look at the stats they kind of didn't back up what was going on. Like Man United had I think seven shots on target Chelsea had eight. I mean Chelsea that, were in cruise control. Chelsea the most they, they were in cruise control but the stats didn't match. But anyway I I do certainly think that um that this is the way forward for Conte's Chelsea. In terms of title contenders I I just wonder it, it, it's really hard to say now. I mean they're they're what on 19 points. They're they're, they're one they're off, the, one lead. off they're, the lead, yeah. They're one off uh, Arsenal, Liverpool, Spurs. and Spurs. Um, City. Er, er, sorry, City. Arsenal. Liverpool are one, and then Liverpool. There's and three Liverpool, on 20 and yeah. two on 19. And Liverpool are one behind. Yeah. So there's a lot of things happening at the moment. Like, will Man City fall down? Will Chelsea be able to hold this form? I'm, I think it's too early in the season to say, but in terms of going in the right direction, you, you can't discredit Antonio Conte for that. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's a nightmare return for Jose Mourinho. And for Antonio Conte, a real statement in his new job. And I wonder what that was all about. So that concludes our first episode of Shooting Straight. Uh, we have a few things lined up in terms of guest interviewers over the next couple of weeks. So watch the space and we hope you enjoyed our very first show. We're gonna make America great again, make America great, make America great again, make America great, we're gonna make America great, my friend, before it gets too late, we're gonna make America great again, make America great, we're gonna make America great, my friend, baby I just can't wait.